Welcome to the How to Anything podcast. My name is Nick Billock, and this podcast is all about translating my 50 or so years on this planet into stories of how to do so many things that sometimes have everything to do with each other and other times nothing at all. My goal in each episode is to tell you the how behind something sprinkled in with life experiences that have literally taken me around the globe. Thanks for tuning in. So let's get on with this episode. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the How To Anything podcast. Uh, This episode, we are going to build upon an episode um, way back in the beginning of the uh, How To Anything podcast, and we talked about how to fitness. And we're not going to talk about any specific exercises or nutrition programs or anything like that, but instead, we're going to talk about how to bring fitness home, how to start, you know, what do I even need? And what does it cost? What should I spend my money on? What shouldn't I do? You know, what can I do with what I have? And where where do I even start? So there are tons of excuses out there about not not working out, not taking care of yourself. Um, I'm too old. I have bad knees. I have a bad back. You just don't understand. I don't have time. It's like anything else in life. If you if you make it a priority then you will find a way. And I want, I want to encourage you to make it a priority. If you, if you don't make taking care of yourself a priority uh, to do that. So right now I'm 24 days post knee surgery. And I can tell you that if I had not taken care of myself, the incredible recovery I've had up until this point would not be the way it is. I have had awesome recovery since the day I was under the knife, like literally not even a painkiller, nothing at all. I have just really, really excelled in my recovery. I am extremely thankful for where I am today with that. But I think it's, it's over years of taking care of myself from a nutrition standpoint, but just the strengthening of my body from the the muscles and the tendons and all the fibers that hold me together uh, to how my body is composed. And I am not by any stretch, some kind of uh, gifted athlete whatsoever. Um, I'm a goofy runner. Uh, I struggle with so many things that I do. Uh, My chiropractor was quick to tell me recently about my bowed legs. You know, I have a lot longer legs than I should. My upper body is shorter in proportion from my waist up to my legs. So everything, nothing really is, is, uh, I guess, ideal for any type of physical endeavor, um, I guess. But I try to do with what, you know, I've been given. So I, I just want to talk and encourage you to, if you're the person who is maybe sitting on the sidelines and are always saying, I really wish I could fill in the blank. I wish I could start. I wish I knew where to start, what to do. I want to take you down that path to show you how easy it is, no matter where you're at. I found a way to do fitness inside of a rectangular box in Africa in 2020 with nothing but my physical body. I had no weights. I had no pull-up bar. I had no barbell, no box, no no, uh, no medicine balls, exercise equipment, nothing. And I was in that box for... It wasn't forever, but it felt like forever, 19 and a half days. And I still found a way to take care of myself. So you can find a way if if it's important to you. And that's where I want to encourage you 
to say, yes, it is important to me. And I'm open to hearing about what that might be. So let's just assume you have nothing at all at home. You, you don't have a dumbbell. You don't have a jump rope. You don't have a pull-up bar. You don't have anything at all. Those are some of the basic things. Now, this is garage sale season, at least around where I live. And so many people have dumbbells sitting around in their garage, in their basement, in their shed. And if you go to a community garage sale, there's a very, very good chance that you are going to run across a pair of dumbbells or a whole entire set of dumbbells in somebody's house. And they will probably sell them to you at an extremely cheap price. Because often when you go to other places, it's almost paying by the pound and it can get expensive when you buy them new, which I'm not telling you not to buy them new. And I can give you advice about where to go, what's good quality. Uh, But if you're looking at a budget and say, spend next to nothing, I would hit up your your, uh, local garage sales. I can tell you that in our garage where we work out in every morning, uh, there is a there is one single 70 pound dumbbell and there is a pair of 50 pound dumbbells. And then there are a pair of 35s and then increments of five pounds all the way down to five pounds. None of those were bought at a store. The only ones we have that were bought at a retailer were the 50 pound dumbbells and the single 70 pound dumbbell. And I got those at Rogue Fitness in Columbus. Everything else was garage sale. Margie found them, brought them home. There are different levels of condition, but guess what? An, um, a dumbbell is typically made out of iron. It might have some rust, in, but it doesn't, it doesn't discriminate. You can get fitness out of rusty dumbbells. You can also clean them up and paint them and make them look beautiful. But dumbbells is something that I would definitely start with. Now, a very, very common weight for men is a pair of 50s, 50 pounds, and a pair of 35s for women. But I would not uh, say get, I would not tell you not to get something else. So if you went to a, whether you're male or female, and you went to a garage sale, say this weekend, and you saw a pair of 25s, pair of 30s that they were trying to get rid of, buy them. Absolutely buy them. Because when it comes to dumbbells, you can, if it's, you know, if it's too light, you can always do more. You can go further. Uh, You can do more reps. Um, they, they're just awesome because dumbbells, unlike a barbell, dumbbells are a thing that you have to control, say with one hand and it takes muscles working in, you know, 360 degrees to control that dumbbell. So there's so much happening from a neuro neurological standpoint and, uh, mental. And there's just so many things, so much value that can happen from dumbbells. So garage sales are great. And then I would also tell you, now, there are so many exercises you can do. Let me just give you a few examples. You can do carries where you are just carrying them, say, for 50 meters, 100 meters. You can do overhead carries where you, when you put them up over your head. Uh, you can step up on something. Say you don't have a box, but you could take them. You can put them in the trunk and go to a local park, and you could do step ups onto a park bench, uh, which is like going up steps with weight. Uh, you can do raises where you lift them up to your side, lift them up in front of you. You can do uh, floor bench presses where you lay back on your back and you simply just press them up over your head. So many of these things, I don't care if you're 15, 20 years old or you're 80 years old. Most people can lay down on their back and then just take a dumbbell 
and have your arm at a 90 degrees and press them up overhead. That is a dumbbell floor press and is is absolutely valuable. And in my opinion, I think it's a little bit better than a regular bench press because you have to control that dumbbell. So, and then there's dumbbell power snatches. There's lunging that you can do with dumbbells. Um, There's just about every barbell movement from power cleans, hang power cleans, snatches, one arm snatches. Uh, You can do goblet squats, which is often done with a kettlebell. You can do those with a dumbbell. So many things can be done with a dumbbell. So many things. So if I was going to start anywhere, I would get dumbbells. So I'm not here to promote uh, CrossFit or CrossFit Lynchpin, but I will tell you this. CrossFit Lynchpin, someone or an organization that I've been a part of since May 8th of 2018, when they program workouts every day that I do, they always give an option and they call it the limited equipment option. And that option is a variation of whatever the workout is, but it assumes that you have the following, a pair of dumbbells, a jump rope, a pair of rings, and a pull-up bar. And those rings are suspended but from the pull-up bar. That's it. Nothing else, no more, just those items. So, but the dumbbells, if I was going to prioritize even that limited amount, is I would get those. So you got a pair of dumbbells. Now, what about a pull-up bar? Are you in a place that has, uh, do you have a garage? Uh, Do you have a basement? Uh, There's many pull-up bars out there that you can mount to the ceiling. You can mount to a wall. There are even systems that you know, I don't want I don't want you to get on fail army where you put this cheap apparatus in a door frame and then you go crashing to the ground. But there are even items that can bolt above a doorway that a pull-up bar comes out that you can do pull-ups. So you might think, but I can't do a pull-up. Yes, but you can do many other things. Uh, you can do dead hangs. You can work on your pull-ups, but then you suspend a pair of wooden rings, gymnastics rings that you've probably seen before, but maybe you've never used them. Uh, You can do, you can get a pair of rings and rings are really valuable because there is a movement called ring rows where imagine almost laying down and you're holding onto the rings. So your body's almost horizontal and then you pull yourself up to where you touch your chest, like your thumbs touch your chest and you go down. That's a great strength building exercise to move towards pull-ups. And honestly, a ring row can become exponentially more difficult because as you lower yourself and become more horizontal, the more difficult they become. Then try putting your feet up on something, like put them up on a box, put them up on a chair, and then hang from those rings and then pull your body up. You are pulling your physical weight up to these rings, which is functional movement just things that we should be able to do is move our bodies. So getting a pair of rings, but you you might think, okay, I'm not willing to do the pull-up bar. I, I can't do that. Find something. People use trees in their backyard. You can find something just by walking around your house in your garage, in your basement somewhere. You could probably get a pair of rings, which typically a pair of rings has two wooden rings and then a strap that you can fling over just about anything and it's adjustable. So say, say it was a tree with a horizontal branch or somewhat horizontal and you were to go over that branch and then suspend it down 
and then just level it out with the adjustments and you could have two rings hanging from a tree and you could do uh, ring dips, you could do holds, you could do ring rows, you could do low ring muscle ups, lots of options right there, even if you don't have a pull up bar. All right, what about a jump rope? Don't recommend you go to Walmart to pick up a cheap jump rope. You get what you pay for. But there are a lot of great affordable jump ropes out there. That's a very, very common thing and not hard to find. But even if you don't get a jump rope, if if we have a workout where we're not doing jump rope, the the other option, and before you roll your eyes at this one, just go with me here but jumping jacks. We can all do jumping jacks. We did them as a kid. They are very effective, especially if you go do a hundred jumping jacks, do 100 legitimate jumping jacks and put those in place of a workout that says do a hundred, a hundred single unders or a hundred double unders, you know, using a jump rope. So there's a, there's ways to infinitely scale all these things. So these are the beginnings. If I was going to start anywhere, and I was going to say how to even start, how, how to bring fitness into your home. I hesitate like naming this podcast episode, how to build a garage gym, because that sounds expensive. It sounds daunting. Uh, it sounds just overwhelming. And it's easier just to say, no, I, I can't versus, well, let me find a way. And then over time, you start building things. So if you're making a list here, I would start with dumbbells. I would get that pull-up bar if you can. Again, I can help you. Please message me, email me, call me, um, where to go, how to do it. Get a pair of wooden gymnastics rings. A lot of these things you can find right on Amazon. And a jump rope. And if you were to be a part of CrossFit Lynchpin, which you can get a 30-day free trial, by the way, and it's extremely cheap per month, uh, they give an option every single day of that. All right, well, let's... Okay, let's just say this. You can get incredibly strong with just those things. Dumbbells alone, with nothing else, you can do so, so much. But if we were going to say, well, what is maybe the next step? And I think about a few machines. Now, in what I do, we like to joke that when we come into the garage and someone's there for the first time and they say, where's all the machines? We like to say, well, we are the machines. Uh, so a little bit of humor there, but the, the machines that I'm talking about are conditioning equipment. And I would say there's three to consider. There's an air bike. The one I would recommend is the rogue echo bike. Now we're talking some money, several hundred dollars to get one of these, but they are built like a tank and they will last for years and years and years and years. And there is no maintenance at all. And if you live in Ohio, you can drive to Columbus and pick one up. I would go between that and a Concept2 rowing machine. Okay, Concept2 rower. If you're a part of any rec centers, uh, gyms or anything like that, it's a good chance they have rowers on site. Uh, they are definitely the leader in the rowing, I guess, industry. Uh, they are very, very good. It's one of those machines that I'm very good at because I have long legs and I have a good engine, but I despise rowing. I'm good at it, but don't, don't like to do it, but it's good for me. Uh, and then there's something that's kind of in the same family as a rower, and that's the ski erg. So that simulates a cross-country skiing movement, but it takes the wind, the wind turbine that is on the rower, and it actually uses it 
with ropes to it's a standing machine where you're pulling down i mean it looks like you are cross-country skiing when you watch your hands go high above and then you pull down as if you are skiing through the snow i would say that's number three it's a great machine that we use more heavily in the winter time to warm up when we're not going outside when it's 10 15 degrees out but that would be my third and there's actually a fourth, which I forgot. It's the same by the same company that creates the rower and the ski erg, and that is the bike erg. Uh, it's still not as good as the uh, the echo bike. So prioritizing the rower, the bike. Personally, I'd probably go for the bike first, but depending on who you ask, they might say the rower. They're both great. They're both whole body movements. They both use your legs and your arms. When I talk about that bike, it's not like a stationary bike and it's just legs the arms, they all, it all moves. So and it's belt driven and it's a beast and uh, it's amazing amount of fitness and humility that you'll gain through using a machine like that. And then as you grow your gym, and by the way, that, that bike, it, that would be a nice to have and something I would save towards before I would probably get a barbell and plates and stuff like that. I would get the bike first because those dumbbells can provide so much fitness alone that I would rather get that machine in there because when it is pouring down rain or there is snow on the ground or you're you're in a place, maybe you're in an apartment complex, you're on the second floor and running out in a workout that contains running, maybe you incorporate the biking instead of the running, perhaps. Or for me, I had the surgery, you know, back, you know, 20 some days ago. And before that, I wasn't running either because I was in pain. So I was replacing things with running in them by using the rower and using the bike. Uh, they were great alternatives. So I would rather have a machine um, before I would move on to more expensive stuff like barbells and bumper plates and things like that. So if I was going to keep on building and I was going to say, what's the next priority? I'd probably look at a barbell and a simple set of plates don't go cheap on a barbell. Hear me, hear me when I tell you that. Do not go cheap on a barbell. You will regret it. Uh, you want to spend a little bit more on a barbell, and it will last you a very, very long time. Rogue Fitness. Um, the uh, there's a place down in in uh, Austin, Texas that sells them. There's a couple of good manufacturers, but uh, Rogue is probably the the leader in that. Uh, but get a good barbell. And then there's a lot of variations of bumper plates out there too. You don't need fancy colored competition plates, uh, but you do need some good quality um, bumper plates. And that place down in, in Texas is called Fringe Sport. And in my opinion, they sell the best bumper plates um, on the planet the, because of how they are made. Uh, I did a lot of research on this. Most things I have come from Rogue Fitness in Columbus, but the plates are the exception uh, because I think they are better than anything out there on the market. Uh, they even warranty them, which is crazy. So uh, a barbell, a generic set of plates, you don't need a ton of them in the beginning, kind of see where your strengths fall and what you, what else you might need. But most of these companies sell like a, pre, a pre-built package, like maybe a pair of 45s and a pair of 25s and maybe a pair of 15s and a pair of 10s and then some of the smaller plates. That way you can get a small complement. So depending on what you're doing, uh, you can you know, have a good mix. Now, as you move up in weight and for like me, 
you know, when I do my favorite deadlifts, you know, I'm putting 400 plus pounds on the bar. So I need a lot of plates. Uh, so we do have a nice complement, but that's not a requirement out of the gate. Okay. So now say you've, you've built a nice collection of dumbbells and you have a machine in the room and you've got, you know, those basic things, you got a barbell now, you know, what else would I maybe add? What, you know, definitely nice to have, I would say a plyo, a plyometrics box that is typically 30 inches by 24 inches by 20 inches. It's a rectangle. And again, Rogue Fitness sells them, but there's a lot of them out there. And even if you're someone who is afraid of jumping on a box and you would like a little bit of a peace of mind, Rogue sells a, a cushion box, but Fringe Sport also does. And we actually have one of those for, for my wife. And she definitely prefers that box over others. It's, it's cushioned, um, but Rogue sells them, Fringe Sport sells them, a couple different sizes. Um, I never use the cushion one. I just use a typical, just wooden box. And those are great. Uh, we do things like uh, dumbbell box step-ups. We do box jumps on them. And then uh, there's several workouts where there are burpee box jump overs, which is where you do a burpee, jump on the box, and then you get to the other side, you drop down to a burpee. So you're kind of going back and forth, back and forth. So the box is great. Um, so now that's a pretty darn good compliment. If you had those things, there's not a whole lot more. There's nice to haves, like getting a medicine ball, you know, 20 pounds for the men, 14 pounds for the ladies. I would get one of those because uh, we do wall balls, but we don't do those a whole lot, but we, we did them actually just this morning. But that would be definitely down on the priorities just because the frequency is not that high. And again, you can do a dumbbell movement to simulate this a similar stimulus that a wall ball provides, that being dumbbell thrusters. Um, sandbags are great. Uh, we have a 40-pound and a 60-pound sandbag by GORUCK. And so say there's a barbell movement where we're doing power cleans. We could actually substitute a sandbag in for that. Or we can do sandbag carries. We can do ground-to-shoulder sandbag we can, um, you know, sometimes we'll go on a ruck and we'll carry them with us, not just short carries, but actually take them over a distance. Uh, we do sandbag holds where it's a very popular um, accessory work that we do where we hold a sandbag for five minutes without putting it down A very, you know, varied weights. So sandbags are great there. It's a great alternative to kind of mix things up and add some variance into your programming. Um, outside of that, that's quite a bit. And I told you how to kind of start and how to start with absolutely nothing, but I kind of walked you through the big picture, but I would tell you, there's no reason you have to do what we did. We literally drove to rogue fitness in Columbus several years ago and loaded up our SUV with all the stuff, all the stuff. I don't know how much money we spent. It was not cheap that day. But we loaded up, we had two barbells, we had the, the medicine balls. We didn't have the bumper plates because we were getting them from Fringe Sport. Um, but the rig that we put on the wall, I mean, that SUV was loaded top to bottom. And we literally, I remember having barbells coming up between us all the way to the dashboard because I remember going out to eat afterwards um, with the, the car fully loaded. So uh, that was a blast building the garage gym. But you can do fitness with so very little. Again, dumbbells, I can't preach it enough. There's so much you can do. 
matter of fact, one of my favorite things to do is uh, walking lunges, but with two, with two dumbbells where I put them both on my shoulders and then I lunge with them. So imagine having a hundred pounds on my back with well, two 50 pound dumbbells, putting them on my shoulders and then lunging. So it forces me to keep my chest up in balance and, you know, laterally back and forth, side to side. It is a great strength strengthening thing with just a pair of dumbbells. I love carries. You know, we have white dots that we that we have painted down the street at 50 meters, 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters. So we do carries. We go like out to the dot and back, uh, things like that. So just did that yesterday. So lots of different things. Lots of fitness can be found when it comes to dumbbells and not spending much money at all. Now, where do you start? I have to I have to say CrossFit Lynchpin is a great place to start. But you could Google, you could jump on YouTube and say dumbbell workouts. Or I could give you a week's worth of them, of what, what I'm doing, what the dumbbell variations are, and you could do them. That wouldn't cost you anything at all. I'd be happy to do that. So you can do it. You absolutely can do it. But you have to say, I'm going to put forth some effort. I'm going to find these basic items. And then if you have a question, hit me up. Nick Billock Realtor at gmail.com. Send me an email. If you want to talk, I'll give you my phone number. Or you could probably Google me and, and find it real easy. Since I'm a realtor, I'm stuff is out there everywhere. So I'm really easy to find. And I encourage you just to try. It doesn't matter what age you are, what surgeries you've had. Even if you're having trouble with your knees and there's these different strength building things with dumbbells, you can do these things sitting on a bench. So when I was taking care of myself with my knee before surgery, I changed everything to meet, you know, I, I met fitness where I could. Instead of saying, I'm not doing anything, I'm sitting on the couch feeling sorry for myself. I got up and got to work. There is so much more to be to gain, not just from muscles in your body, but especially as you're growing old, you want to be able to get out of chair without assistance. You don't want to have to use assistive devices to get around. You want to be able to grow and experience and enjoy life for as long as humanly possible. And when things do come along, when you get into an accident or an illness hits you, you want to be, like I like, I like to say, is hard to kill. Be as resilient as you can wherever life meets you, no matter what age you are. And guess what? It's never too late to start. You can start now by just doing some basics. So with that, that's it. I thank you for joining me again for another episode of the How To Anything podcast. Again, you can find me at nickbillockrealtor at gmail.com or on Instagram at garageboxnick. And I will catch you next week for episode 18. Have a great one. Thank you for joining me on today's How To Anything podcast. Please feel free to share it with friends and family, and I hope you'll join me next time. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss out. You can find me on Instagram at garageboxnick or via email at nickbillockrealtor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make today great.